Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. It is a new day in D.C. Happy Saturday morning. Toby Altizer with you up until 1245. Got some matinee hockey on the fan today. Rangers caps. Plenty to be excited about there. And they take on the Rangers again tomorrow at Madison Square Garden. Kind of a weird scheduling thing. But the Capitals in action a little bit later. We'll take you up until Capitals hockey. Until then, got plenty to talk about. It's a new day for this franchise. I want to get into that. We'll talk about the Adam Peters hiring. want to get your thoughts as well. 800-636-1067. Feel free to hop in at any point during the show on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Want to talk with Nick Ackridge coming up at 10 o'clock from Pro Football Focus. Get his thoughts on the season as well as the Peters hiring. We'll talk about our top three head coaching candidates as well as talking about the NFL playoffs. Super wild card weekend. It's crazy that we're already there, but we'll talk about the playoff games today as well as tomorrow and Monday. Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight will join us coming up at noon. But feel free at any point during the show to hop in 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can always tweet me as well at Toby underscore Altizer. Max, so Doc likes to make fun of people with underscores in their usernames. He does, yes. So so I was looking because I was like, you know what? I will listen to Doc Walker. I won't listen to many other people. I'll listen to Doc, right? One of the few people you should, yeah. So last night, I'm like, let me see if I can just change my username, simplify it, at Toby Altizer. Because I'm sure there's no one else with the name Toby Altizer spelled with an I. You'd think, right? Right? So I look. At Toby Altizer with no underscore. Account suspended. Well. (laughs) X suspends accounts which violate the X rules. That was not me. <laughs> I promise it wasn't me. I wasn't doing anything crazy, and the account got suspended. So, sorry, Doc. I have to throw the underscore in my name. So, there you go. At Toby underscore Altizer at any point if you want to tweet me during the show. We'll read your tweets on air. But we got to start by just talking about this franchise is in a totally different era than it has been basically my entire lifetime. And your entire lifetime, too, Max. It feels amazing, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, the fact that this job was talked about as attractive, this city was talked about as attractive as a football destination again, it's something I've never experienced. We're the pretty girl at the dance. It's so nice to have. And so here's the thing. Under previous ownership, all this stuff wasn't possible. Under new ownership, it is. And I know a lot of people were getting frustrated by what they thought was the new ownership group sitting on their hands by not firing Rivera in the middle of the season and by not doing various things. And I understand that. 
But to me, the Josh Harris era started on Monday. You had Ron Rivera let go. You basically started with the new Bob Myers and Rick Spielman as advisors. You started like a whole new process, right? It felt like last year, because of the time frame, when everything was finished, when they were sold and everything, they didn't have a chance to put everything in place that they would have wanted. But I think in turn, it allowed them to kind of evaluate things. It allowed them to look at everything, look at the roster, look at how the front office works with Ron Rivera, look at the head coaching staff and the coaching staff as a whole. So they got to kind of evaluate the whole thing. Pretty obvious. We saw what the evaluation was. They moved on. So Monday was the first time they kind of got to put their stamp on things, right? Similar to how in Dan Snyder's first year, they won a playoff game. That wasn't Dan Snyder as the owner that won that playoff game, right? Technically, it's his, but it was from the previous regime, right? So similar with Josh Harris, right? That was Dan Snyder stuff. Now, Monday, you move on from Rivera, and now you bring in Adam Peters on Friday. That's the start of the Josh Harris era, in my opinion. Yes, he's made some upgrades to FedEx Field and his first year as owner, various things. Not to say he hasn't done anything, you know, and not to say that he wasn't involved in his first year, but now you finally get to evaluate him. Nick Ackridge, our our guest that's going to come up at 10 o'clock, tweeted out yesterday because they were talking about the Adam Peters. It's so weird to hear people talk about Washington as an attractive job opening, and it is now. It really is. It's something that I don't know that I thought would happen anytime soon, but it is. I mean, this, like I said, this wasn't possible under the previous ownership because what general manager, what guy that's in a good position would want to come here and know that they're not the ultimate guy in charge, right? I mean, think about the guy that this team is hiring to be the general manager. He wasn't in a bad spot. He couldn't be in a much better spot. He obviously wants to be a general manager, right? That makes a lot of sense. You want to keep moving up in your career. But why would I leave a really good situation in San Francisco to take a job somewhere that I don't feel like I'm going to get the ultimate control and is a good destination? He's not going to. So the fact that he even took an interview with Washington shows you they've turned a corner, much less now taking the job. It's incredible that this franchise has gone from being a place that no one wanted to come. There's only 32 of these jobs in the world, so people are still going to take the job. You know, I think sometimes we say, oh, there's no one that's going to come here. Well, someone will for the paycheck and for the fact that there's not many of them, just even to put on your resume, right? So someone's going to take the job, but you're never going to get a guy of this caliber unless you change something. Ownership changes. Now you see everything has changed. Because this guy, Adam Peters, the guy that was at the top of the market that everyone wanted as a GM, is coming to D.C. to be the new general manager here. And so many things about what this ownership group did in just this past week has to give you so much hope about this football team in the future. On Monday, Josh Harris has the press conference, steps in. Also, well-done press conference, right? He says, I'm going to talk at 1 o'clock. He steps into the room at 1 o'clock, answers questions from the media, gives a good statement, doesn't say anything outrageous that makes all types of headlines, doesn't say happy Thanksgiving, right? Fantastic job. That's well done. But he says a thorough but rapid process on Monday. And Friday, we know who the new GM is going to be. That will be thorough and rapid. 
Because not only was it something where he only looked at Adam Peters, he talked with five guys about this job. Five different guys in one week. Got them all, all the logistics figured out on how they were going to meet in Miami, all the various things. Got it all figured out, had their meetings, had already apparently talked with Bob Myers and Rick Spielman, which another encouraging sign, we didn't hear about that till Monday. They clearly weren't talking just Monday and all of a sudden said, hey, you want to help me out? They clearly had something arranged, and it didn't leak, which is something that's new from around here, right? That's something we don't know. Usually it's something where, oh, yeah, well, Commanders is going to be the name because we can see it, and we got reflections in the glass, and you can see in the stadium. Like, you got all types of leaks. That usually happens with this organization. Not this time. And the fact that they didn't just say, we're going with Adam Peters. We're not going to talk to anybody else. No, they still said, you know what? We'll give it a chance. We still think Adam Peters is the best candidate, but we're going to give other people a chance. They interviewed five people for this job. They had two finalists, him and Ian Cunningham. I love the fact that they went through this whole process and did the right thing. Like I said, thorough but rapid. Thorough in the fact that they didn't just settle on the one guy. They cast a wide net. And one day you hear, all right, they're going to interview these guys. They're going to interview these guys for coach. You got Ben Johnson already in that name. You got Bobby Slowick, Mike McDonald. A who's who of the young coaches that people would want is on that list. Well done. Cast that net wide. And people were worried. Well, don't you want to hire the new GM before you hire the coach? Well, he did. He said as much on Monday. And then he hired the general manager, or at least agreed to stuff, on Friday. Thorough but rapid. Again, well done by the Josh Harris group. And he got the deal done. Here's the thing. Adam Peters isn't going to be cheap. Adam Peters wasn't going to go to a job that he didn't feel like he was going to be in a really good position to succeed, right? Like I said, he's the assistant general manager for the 49ers, a team that might win the Super Bowl this year. He might be in line for a Super Bowl ring, and if things keep going the way they're going, he might have been in line for multiple with San Francisco just by sitting there and being the assistant GM with John Lynch. But he said, you know what? I like this opportunity in Washington. There's a number two overall pick. I'm going to be able to pick a head coach. I got $75, $80 million in cap space. I got a whole roster that I can reconstruct and do whatever I want with. And I got an ownership group that's going to support me and allow me to do the things I need to do. That's encouraging for you. And lastly on this, before we get into more of just who Adam Peters is and what to expect and kind of his pedigree, AJ Perez tweeted this out, and a lot of people kind of ignored it, but to me, this is important because this shows you that things have changed as well. AJ Perez tweeted out that a decision on Jason Wright wasn't going to fall under Adam Peters' jurisdiction. Good. Whatever you think of Jason Wright doesn't matter. Football people should stick to football things. And Adam Peters is a football guy. He doesn't need to be making decisions on team presidents. That's on Josh Harris, right? So I love the fact that they're bringing Adam Peters in to be the football guy and saying, you stick to football. You put the best football team on the field you possibly can. Because what we've done for so long in this city, and it's so tiresome, is we focused on everything else but the product in the football field. We've talked about harassment in the workplace. Hopefully, we don't ever have to talk about that again. Thankfully, new ownership doesn't seem like that's going to happen, but hopefully, we don't have to talk about that again. We're talking about name changes. We're talking about all that 
The problem is you had a guy in here in Ron Rivera who that all fell on his plate. You want to know why he wasn't a good football coach, aside from the fact that he might not just be a very good football coach? Because he was doing all the other stuff, too. He talked about in his press conference uh, you know, before week 18 saying, you know, I did a lot more managing, and he had to do a lot of extra stuff. He finally got to coach the final five weeks, he said. Take that for what you will, but there was so much extra stuff on his plate. Now, you bring in Adam Peters, and you say, this is the football stuff. You're in charge of all the football stuff. You make it happen. I love that fact. And I think having guys like Bob Myers, Rick Spielman, Magic Johnson, those guys involved in this process, even Josh Harris himself, they understand that if you start mixing the business with the side of the sport, right, the basketball side of things, if you're Bob Myers and Magic and Josh Harris, they understand that if you start mixing the two together and giving people responsibilities on both sides, you can end up with a bad product on the floor, in basketball's case, or on the field, in football's case. So I love the fact that they said, we want to see who these candidates are. We want to interview them. We like Adam Peters, but we want to see what else they got. They got it done by Friday that they were going with Peters, and they said, you know what? You're focusing solely on football. I'll take care of everything else. That's what I like. I go back to what Magic Johnson said in his introductory press conference or introductory news conference when they were at FedEx Field right after they were announced as the new ownership group. And he said, we don't want any outside noise. We want you to be able to come in and do your job, and we'll worry about the rest. That's what team building, that's what roster building, that's what this job is all about. And it has not been that way in my entire lifetime. It's been about so much else. Now, it's about being the general manager of a football team and focusing solely on football. And guess what? That's how 31 other teams do it, or at least most of the league does it, right? That's how it should be done. Finally, in D.C., it's a well-run operation. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll dive into some of what Adam Peters' pedigree is. I'll go through his resume. We'll hear from Matt Barrows, who was on Grant and Danny earlier in the week, kind of talking about who he is. Feel free to chime in if you'd like at any point during the show. You can tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. Call in 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. What are your thoughts? Adam Peters, the new general manager for the Washington Commanders. We'll continue talking about it next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Welcome back, 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you up until Capitals Hockey coming up at 1 o'clock today against the Rangers at home. Get out and check out the boys. Real quick, Max, you're a hockey guy. This Big Capitals time. team makes no sense. It's like when they you feel like they start getting things going, they start losing games, and then when you feel like they don't have anything going, they start winning games. <laughs> yeah, this team is... Um, it's... It really does leave me speechless sometimes because they really should not be anywhere near where they are. They really should be somewhere like closer to the yeah, bottom. Credit to Coach Carbs. He's I, doing a fantastic coach job. Coach of the year candidate right off the bat. Let me just say that. Um, but this team's been getting saved by goaltending uh, left 100%. and right. 100%. And people have been complaining like crazy about Darcy Kemper when none of this is really his fault. The defense behind him is letting things in left and right, and it's just he's getting shelled. Well, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't help when Kemper, he's not having his best season. It's true. And Lindgren is playing lights out. Out of his mind. So, yeah, it doesn't really help out. But this Capitals team is wild. They got the Rangers today and tomorrow tonight. Or today, sorry, 1 o'clock matinee game. Today on ABC, I believe, national TV. You Ooh. can check it out. So, going to be a fun one to, to check out against the Rangers today, then up to Madison Square Garden tomorrow. But we're talking about the commanders and this Adam Peters hiring. What do you think of it? 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Feel free to tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. So just a quick summary of who Adam Peters is. 21 years in the NFL, six years in New England, eight years in Denver, seven years in San Francisco. We can go through his full resume here in just a second. But I do want to hear from Matt Barrows was on Grant and Danny. And we'll hear from that in just a second, kind of breaking down who Adam Peters is. But I love the fact, and you'll hear when we go through his resume, that this guy was a scout. This guy has worked his way up. This guy understands the ins and outs of evaluating players. I like the fact that they got somebody that's so experienced in that. It's not someone who's just been an executive, you know, they talk about in San Francisco that John Lynch is kind of the the figurehead, not saying that he's not involved, but John Lynch is kind of the top guy that kind of oversees everything. But the guy that was really in the weeds with the roster building stuff, with the evaluation for the draft and stuff, was Adam Peters. That's why he was so well-respected. That's why he was so sought after, because this is a guy that really understands the ins and outs. Let's hear from Matt Barrows. He was on Grant and Danny earlier in the week before the hire was announced but here's Matt Barrows talking a little bit about who Adam Peters is yeah he was one of uh, John Lynch's first hires back in 2017 and remember John Lynch was a surprise GM hire had never worked in a in a front office had been a uh, a broadcaster uh, after his uh, career as a safety and so he had to bring in somebody who knew front offices so um, he had uh, a pair of lieutenants, uh, one guy that you're very familiar with, Martin Mayhew, and the other guy was Adam Peters, who um, he hired away from his buddy, John Lynch's buddy, John Elway, in uh, Denver. Um, I think uh, Peters had been the director of college scouting at that point. So they brought in a guy who's uh, a forte, whose expertise was college scouting. And so Peters basically – has been the draft guy since 2017, has run the draft. And that's why I talk to Adam Peters every spring after the draft and sort of do a player-by-player -player review of each of the guys that the 49ers bring in because 
he's the guy with uh, the most knowledge about those uh, those players. So that's really um, you know his uh, his area of strength. And um, you know if if Washington hires him, <laughs> that's what you want a guy who uh, knows how to run the draft and can help uh, rebuild that roster. And again, that's exactly what you want. A guy that understands being in the weeds and understands scouting, understands what it's like to run a draft war room, and understands all the prospects, right? You know, before, it was kind of unclear who was in charge. It was Ron, but Marty Herney, but Martin Mayhew. Now you've got one clear guy in charge, and it's a guy that understands all this stuff. And I think... Having a guy that's gone through that experience is invaluable. I don't know that it's anything tangible that you can put your finger on, but a lot of times you get a guy that's a former scout like that, they just have a better feel, right? They feel like they can understand who these guys are. When they turn on the tape, they can do a better job evaluating. So let's go through his resume because it's pretty impressive, honestly. Where he's come from, this guy's had to work hard to get where he's at. Still a young guy, but he's about to be a general manager of an NFL franchise. So congratulations to him. But he's had to work his way up. So let's just go back to his college career. He played tight end at a JUCO at West Valley Junior College from 97 to 98, two years there. Then he went to UCLA and played defensive end as a walk-on from 99 to 2001. Then after he graduated, he worked as a grad assistant at UCLA in football operations. Then he went to work with the Patriots and as a scouting assistant from 03 to 04. Then he worked as a pro scout from 04. In 2005, as an area scout in 06 to 08 for the Patriots. Then he was a regional scout for the Broncos from 2009 to 2010. 2011 to 2013, a national scout for the Broncos. 2014 and 15, he was the Broncos assistant director of college scouting before becoming the director of college scouting in 2016. Then he made the jump to the Niners in 2017 and through 2020, he was the vice president of player personnel for the Niners. Then 21 through 23, he was the assistant GM. So this is a guy that has had time doing a lot of things on that side. And I like that, right? I mean, when you hire a guy like John Lynch, and Matt Barrows talked about his first hire was Adam Peters, I think it shows you how important it is. Because John Lynch gets that job. John Lynch was doing television, right? He was doing media before. He was working with us in a lot of ways, right? And so he gets into the business. He needs someone with connections but not only connections, that understands what he's doing and is good at it, right? He needs someone that understands how to scout. Just because you're a good football player like John Lynch was, a Hall of Fame football player, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make a good executive, right? Look at Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan hasn't had the best track record as an executive, as an owner. John Lynch needed somebody that kind of understood what was going on. He got that guy in Adam Peters. And now you even see some San Francisco people a little bit worried like, What's this team going to look like when Adam Peters is gone and Washington has that guy, the talent evaluator, the guy that really has been in charge of the roster. John Lynch's name is on it, but the guy that kind of evaluates, not to say that John Lynch didn't do everything, but he's got his fingerprint on it, right? Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are the two that are kind of in charge, but Adam Peters maybe gives them the resources to make the informed decisions. So I like the fact that you're getting the guy that's, understands all this stuff. The the guy that, for a lot of, he probably had a lot of opinions. Maybe they didn't necessarily always get heard. Maybe they didn't always necessarily take what he wanted. But I love the fact that you get a guy that really understands all of this, this process, this draft process. 
trading for guys. And we'll get into some of their draft history. We'll get into the Trey Lance pick, obviously. How involved was he? We don't really know. I saw Linnell was saying that someone with the Niners or some source that he had basically said, who knows how involved Adam Peters was in the Trey Lance trade. So we, we don't really know there. But they've had so many hits. They've had, definitely had misses. But I was looking back through draft history for basically everybody. You're, you're going to have hits and misses. It's just about making sure that when you miss, you're able to make up for it, right? They got saved by Brock Purdy. Like, there's no doubt about that. The 49ers, you trade all those assets for Trey Lance. It doesn't work. You get saved by Brock Purdy. I get all that. But you get the top guy on the market, the guy that is a talent evaluator, guy that spent years as a scout, I think that's invaluable for a franchise to have. Something that this franchise hasn't had basically in my entire lifetime. A real general manager, a real ownership, general manager, front office, coaching structure that's about to be put in place. Something that hasn't happened in my lifetime is about to happen. So I think you should be really excited today if you're a Commanders fan. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. What are your thoughts on the Adam Peters hire? Also want to go through his draft history. Who are some of the hits and misses for the 49ers since he was there in 2017? We'll get into that next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you up till Capitals Hockey. Talking about Adam Peters. What are your thoughts? 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. So let's just go ahead and get it started. We'll talk about the Trey Lance pick. I think anybody that's worried about Adam Peters, which rightfully so, right? There's always going to be misses. There's always going to be pros and cons to any guy you hire. One of the cons or one of the negatives or red flags of Adam Peters is that Trey Lance deal. So let's take a look at it. Trade details. San Francisco got the third overall pick. Trey Lance ended up giving up a 2021 first, which I hate when people phrase these things. Maybe it's just a pet peeve of mine. Max, I hate when they trade for the third overall pick and they say they gave up three first rounders. They swapped first rounders in 2021, 
gave up two extra first-rounders and a third. So somehow it makes it sound worse when you say it that way. It, but it really, they swapped first-rounders. They went from 12th to 3rd, and then they gave up two extra first-rounders and a third. Still not great when you look at who these players ended up. That 2021 first, the 12th overall pick, want to take a guess? Hmm. Really good 2021 first overall? I think first-team All-Pro this year. See, you put me on the spot. It's it's. Where's number 11? Plays for Dallas. Micah. Micah Parsons. 2022 first. I won't make you try and guess this guy. 29th overall pick, Cole Strange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 2022 third, 102nd overall pick, Channing Tindall for the Dolphins. 2023 first, the 29th pick, Brian Brissy out of Clemson. So, obviously, when you trade the picks that turn into Micah Parsons, Cole Strange, Brian Brissy, Channing Tindall, whatever it is. You only get back Trey Lance, a guy that's no longer on your football team. He's playing with Micah Parsons now in Dallas. That's not great. But I want to take a look at something here. Maybe this is wrong because also we don't know the fact that Adam Peters is pulling the strings to trade up, right? He, Like I said, I, I think a lot of what happens there is he prepares the things, allows John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan to kind of make the decisions. So who knows how he actually felt on it? Maybe he was a big Trey Lance guy. Maybe it just didn't work out. Who knows? But either way. I want to look at the quarterbacks that were in the 2021 draft compared to what are in this draft because people immediately go, well, Trey Lance was a third overall pick. Washington has a second overall pick. What happens if he screws it up again at quarterback, right? That's immediately where people go. Understandable. It really does make sense. But here's the quarterbacks that were available in that draft. In the first round, Trevor Lawrence goes number one. I think anyone would take Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson goes number two. Trey Lance goes number three. Justin Fields goes 11th. Mac Jones goes 15th. I think one of those guys is solidified as a starter, Trevor Lawrence. The whole offseason right now is going to center around what Chicago does with Justin Fields. So, again, what are they going to take, Fields at third? I don't know. Other quarterbacks taken in that draft. Kyle Trask in the second round. Kellen Mond in the third round. Davis Mills in the third round. Ian Book in the fourth. Sam Ellinger in the sixth. How many of those guys are NFL starters? Two at the most, right? Trevor Lawrence, and if Justin Fields keeps playing the way he did towards the end of the season, then yeah, he can be an NFL starter. So two guys. It wasn't a great draft, right? It's one of those things that maybe the issue wasn't who they picked. Obviously, it turned out poorly with Trey Lance, but the fact that they decided to trade up in that draft. right? And I don't know. Maybe if Mac Jones would have been put in that system, things would look differently. I don't know. But you look at the quarterbacks in that draft, compare them compare them to the quarterbacks that you're going to see in this year's draft, also to the fact that they're not picking third, they're picking second. I know it's only one pick difference, but it seems like there's two clear-cut guys at the top. Maybe you can argue for a third if you want to throw in the Heisman Trophy winner, Jaden Daniels. But you got Caleb Williams. Say what you will about Caleb Williams. He's a stud. Uh, who knows how good he's going to be in the pros, but college tape, he looks like a really good prospect. A lot of people are really high on him. Drake May, similar thing. A lot of people are really high on him. We can get into the quarterback prospects in just a little bit. To me, it feels like people love to hate on these guys at the top as opposed to just focusing on what's been good. To me, it feels like when you talk about Drake May and Caleb Williams and people tell you how they don't want them, it feels like all they focus is on the negatives when they have lots of positive plays, but they only focus on the negative. But then when you talk about Jaden Daniels, all they want to talk about is the positive and never bring up any of the downsides. 
just to me, it's a case of we knew who quarterback one and two were in the draft class, and you needed to find a way to make sure that they wouldn't be quarterback one and two. That's kind of what it is. We'll get into that a little bit later. But either way, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, you want to throw in Bo Nix, Michael Penix, you can keep throwing guys in. I think you could argue that those five guys might be better than really everybody in that draft aside from Trevor Lawrence. We'll see what happens with Penix. I think if he gets put in the right system, he can be good. But that's not really the argument here. The point is, he's going to have the second overall pick this time. That was the third. That was a poor quarterback draft. We'll see what happens five years from now, and we can really break down how all these guys turn out as pros. But I think this is a better quarterback draft. And you're picking second overall. And to me, it seems like there's two top guys. Again, if you want to throw Jaden Daniels in there as a third top guy, fine. Maybe they will take Jaden Daniels over Drake May or Caleb. I I don't know. However you want to orient it, it feels like there was no clear-cut second guy. Zach Wilson was always going to be a project, right? He looked awesome at BYU, but there were concerns. There were concerns. Same thing with Trey Lance. There were concerns coming out of North Dakota State. There's not as many concerns about these guys. And the concerns that you have don't have as big a red flags as the guys did in 2021. So, yes, it looks bad. Drafting Trey Lance, trading away a pick that turns into Micah Parsons, that alone makes it bad, much less two other starters and Strange and Brissy. Looks bad. I get it. But I think the situation he's in here now with the second overall pick, I think it'll be all right. Well, let's take a look at some of his draft history. Let's focus on the misses first. We'll get into some of the hits next segment. But going back to 2017, when he was brought on with the the 49ers, just kind of going through, we're not going to go through every single pick and figure out if it's a hit or a miss, but just some of the ones when I went back through that I thought were notable ones to go back and look at. 2017, their first round pick, number three overall, Solomon Thomas. Didn't work out great. He wasn't an awful player, not a great player. Third overall, you obviously need to get a stud, someone that, especially if you're not picking a quarterback or someone of that nature, they need to be a real impact player. Wasn't the case with Solomon Thomas. That same year, they had the 31st overall pick, took Reuben Foster. I think Reuben Foster could have been a really good player. Injuries kind of derailed his career. But I think Reuben Foster was on the track to be a solid linebacker. Didn't work out, though. Goes down as a miss. 2018, second round. I didn't want to travel too far down in the draft. You know, if you miss on a sixth rounder, sorry, it's a sixth rounder, right? 2018, second round pick, 44th overall, Dante Pettis. Didn't really work out. Receiver, you draft a guy, in my opinion, first three rounds, you're looking at a guy that can help you as a starter pretty early on, right? You're looking at a guy that should be able to help your football team at receiver. They should be able to get on the field and make an impact, especially a second-round receiver. Dante Pettis, not the case. 2019, 67th overall, Jalen Hurd. He was kind of interesting. To me, it almost seems like they tried to get a type because they took Debo Samuel in that same draft, right? Jalen Hurd was kind of that hybrid running back receiver type worked out with Debo didn't work out with Jalen Hurd 2020 first round pick Javon Kinlaw 14th overall Kinlaw's not an awful player but you also got to think back they were getting into a salary bunch a salary cap bind they let go of DeForest Buckner and traded him to the Colts right their replacement was supposed to be Javon Kinlaw look at how good DeForest Buckner's playing and look at Javon Kinlaw never really lived up to it so Javon Kinlaw, 14th overall, especially a defensive tackle. They got to be a more of an impact player, especially a guy. I mean, you know, here in D.C., right? 
if you're not willing to pay them on their second contract at that kind of position, taking them that high, then they're probably not a great pick, right? Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, whether you like paying it or not, I think you can say that they were good picks. Kinlaw, not so much. 2021, we already talked about it. Third round or a third overall pick, Trey Lance, not great. 2021, third round pick, 88th overall, Trey Sermon. So yeah, there's some misses in there. I wouldn't say anything too egregious, but again, two third overall picks in there that you miss. I guess you could say those are egregious if you want. But the thing about it, we'll get into this next segment. There's so many hits, and not just in the first round, that make up for it. And here's the thing. You need to hit on your first round picks. That, to me, is where you start. But if you start hitting on guys like, just here in D.C., for example, Cam Curls. Seventh round pick, turns out to be a stud, right? If you start hitting on those sorts of things, you can make up for so many sins. Where you might miss on a first rounder. But if you get all of a sudden a guy like a Brock Purdy, right, in San Francisco, you're paying him nothing, and he's your franchise quarterback, that makes up for so much. That pick alone makes up for the fiasco with Trey Lance. Let's talk about some of the hits. We'll do that next. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Some of the hits for Adam Peters and his time with San Francisco. We'll do that next. Nick Ackridge comes up at 10 o'clock. Keep it tuned right here to the fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan, Nick Ackridge, Pro Football Focus, comes up at 10 o'clock. Right now we're talking about Adam Peters, some of the hits and misses from the draft history for the Niners. We went through the misses real quick in case you missed it. Solomon Thomas, Ruben Foster, Dante Pettis, Jalen Hurd, Javon Kinlaw, Trey Lance, Trey Sermon. Three first-rounders, a second-rounder, two third-rounders. Not great, right? But listen to some of these hits. And these hits make up for the poor draft misses, right? 2017, fifth-round pick, 146, George Kittle. Fifth-rounder, George Kittle. Wow. 2018, first-rounder, because you have to hit on your first-rounders, too, by the way. They don't necessarily have to be... They have to be contributors, right? Ninth overall, Mike McGlinchey. I wouldn't say he's anything sexy. You're not going to be super excited, but he got a big contract somewhere else when he was a free agent, right? So I would say that's a hit. Ninth overall, right tackle, pretty good player, Mike McGlinchey. 2018, third rounder, 70th overall, best middle linebacker in the league, Fred Warner. It's a huge hit. 2019, first round, number two overall, Nick Bosa. Obviously, ding, 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 huge hit. 2019, second round, 36th overall, Debo Samuel. Look, I like the fact, too, with Debo coming out of college, you knew he wasn't the best route runner. He needed to have a special kind of role, right? And they found a way to get him into that special role, and he's been an incredible player since. That means he's not... just be, If a guy's a football player, Adam Peters is going to take a chance. I like that. I like that. 2019, fifth rounder, 148. Dre Greenlaw, heck of a player. Great linebacker. Also like the fact that they don't... 
neglect the linebacker position, and they don't take, I don't know what you would consider Jamin Davis, a project? I don't know what you would consider him, but Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, I'll take those guys at the value in the third and fifth round. Obviously, we see what they turned out to be over what Jamin Davis was. Let's be honest. The reason Jamin Davis got drafted in the first round is because he covered Kyle Pittswell in college, and he hasn't covered anyone since. <laughs> right? <laughs> he hasn't covered anyone since. 2020 first rounder, 25th overall, Brandon Ayuk. Took a little bit of time. I think this is a lesson overall, though, for first-round picks. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. If a first-round pick doesn't show out in his rookie season, yes, it's disappointing. Doesn't mean they're going to be a bad player. Talking about Emmanuel Forbes, right? Obviously, that's the previous regime. Don't give up on him yet. I think you get him in the right system, get the right coaching around him. I think he can still be a good player. Brandon Ayuk, it took some time. Remember, he was getting benched, right? He wasn't able to get on the field for Kyle Shanahan at the beginning of his career. There was some tension there. Now, he's a stud, Pro Bowl type receiver. 2021, fifth round pick. 172, Diamador Lenore. You're like, who the heck is that? He's a cornerback who starts for them that they got in the fifth round, right? That's a good player. When you get to that fifth, sixth, seventh round, we already talked about it with Cam Curl. When you get a guy who can start for you that late, that's a win. 2021, fifth rounder, 180. Both these guys, fifth rounders, Diamador Lenore, Talanoa Hufanga. Finding a guy like that. Had you even heard of Hufanga coming out? <laughs> Let's be real. I was talking about this with somebody. You know that video that's gone around of Mayhew, Eric Stokes, Ron in the draft room and saying, Gonzalez or Forbes? Oh, I like Forbes, right? Again, I'm not giving up on Forbes. I think he can still be a good player. Would I have taken Christian Gonzalez? Yeah, probably. My opinion is this. I kind of feel like me as a not, not football guy, right? I know football. I watch football. I'm not in the weeds with football, right? I feel like I can make some of these first-round picks. <laughs> Easily. Right? Very few of these guys, I think, are as smart as they're advertised. Uh, I disagree with that, but... I feel like a lot of times you just got to know the right guy. Sometimes, you know, they overthink it a bit. Like if I was sitting in the war room and they said, hey, Christian Gonzalez is falling. He's available at 16. I would have said, run the card up right now. Instantly. Right. You know, I feel like some of those can be made. But this is kind of where you make your money. Right. When you have a fifth round pick, Dre Greenlaw, George Kittle, a third rounder, Fred Warner. To me, that's kind of what sets these guys apart. Not yeah. to say you don't get credit for first rounders. But you need to hit those. There's a reason that first-rounders should be no-brainers. But when you start hitting on these guys, Elijah Mitchell in 2021 in the sixth Same round, pick. 194, good player. Obviously, Brock Purdy, final one here, 2022 seventh-round pick, 262, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. When you start hitting on those kinds of picks, that's to me what celebra uh, separates the good GMs from the great GMs. To me, the great GMs can get good picks all throughout the draft. Good GMs can hit on their first-rounders, second-rounders, and hit occasionally on some of the later picks. Bad GMs are the ones that can't hit on first-round picks or any picks, really, thereafter. <clears throat> um, <laughs> right? I mean, you got to hit on your first-round picks. That's where it starts. And I think that's where you're going to have the most judgment. But to me, Adam Peters coming in here, yes, it starts with the first-round picks. But if you can bring some of this pedigree 
where they're drafting a Pro Bowl All-Pro caliber tight end in the fifth round, where they're drafting a Pro Bowl All-Pro caliber linebacker in the third round. When they have the number two overall pick, they draft a franchise-changing edge rusher in Nick Bosa, right? They hit on that. You get another linebacker in the fifth round. You're picking later in the first round, you find a receiver that can be a part of your team for the long haul in Ayuk. When you can find these sorts of guys, that's what can change things. The issue with this team for years has been, and honestly, I come from Milwaukee, and they cover the Packers up there, obviously. And one of the things that really hurt the Packers for the long haul and why they ended up having to move on from Aaron Rodgers and why they didn't win another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers is if you have some of these guys, but then you start missing on draft picks and you just start seeing that some of that talent that you've had for years get too old, and then they're retiring, or they're moving on, or they're going other places that are too expensive. You have to hit on draft picks, and not just first-rounders, but all throughout the draft. And to me, that's kind of been the issue with this team. They haven't hit on their draft picks. You bring in a guy now that's a scout, that has a scouting background, you start hitting on some of these draft picks, you can have this thing turned around. Yes, the cap space is nice, right? Having that cap space is nice. But the reality is you're drafting guys that are going to be expensive, that are 27, 28 years old, maybe even a little bit older, that aren't going to be with you for the long haul. The best way to do this is build it through the draft, get guys that are 22, 23 years old, keep them for a decade plus, even if you have to pay them again, right? That's the way to do it. You bring in a guy with a scouting background, a guy that's done this with the 49ers, and you have your best chance. It's no guarantee that he's going to do it, but it is your best chance. Take a break. When we come back, Nick Ackridge from Pro Football Focus, he's going to join us. We'll, we'll give his thoughts on Adam Peters as well as looking ahead to some of the head coaching next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 